Are you paying too much for your home and auto insurance? At Caleb Holloway State Farm, you're a one-quick-click call and quote away for some serious savings. Visit www.calebholloway.net or call 706-406-2111 for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, Caleb Holloway State Farm is there. Hey everybody, it's Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. Are you looking for something a little extra to get you through your day? Well, let me suggest Kill Cliff. Kill Cliff is a clean energy drink with a natural source of caffeine derived from green tea leaves. Whether it be the Kill Cliff for recovery, Ignite for that energy boost, or the CBD-infused Kill Cliff, they've got you covered. Go to CigarStoreIdiot.com, click on the Kill Cliff link, and use promo code CIGARIDIOTS for some awesome savings. Kill Cliff, clean energy, killer taste. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob coming to you downtown Rome, Georgia, beside Schroeder's, trying to get Schroeder's to give us some uh, sponsorship money because uh, we love their sandwiches. Uh, and I'm happy to have Ed. Ed's back with us today. Ed, what's going on, buddy? What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Man, it's good to have you back in here. <laughs> yes, sir. It's good to be back. Uh, how was work today? Uh, it's a blast. Just uh, It's a lot of fun working for your uh, your local you know, uh, letter courier service that shall remain unnamed. I got you. So we won't, we won't, we won't speak. Uh, it's probably the one that I don't ship my shirts through any longer because they lost a few of them. So yeah, got a little pricey. Yes, sir. Well, it was during the holiday, so it, it, it happened. So, um, I got an awesome package, uh, from actually came from that same, uh, place that you may or may not work. Oh, okay. Uh, from death wish coffee. Uh, they sent us, uh, a box of, um, uh, the Death Wish Coffee and Valhalla Java, which was both excellent. I think the Valhalla Java is a little more toned down. I could be wrong, but I think it is. I, I like both of them. And I got a really cool t-shirt with uh, the Grim Reaper. That is a pretty badass t-shirt. Yeah, my UFO. So, um, And again, we hope to be working with those guys in the future. So uh, Death Wish Coffee, uh, we're drinking your stuff and supporting your calls. And uh, we want you to be a part of what we're doing here. So. Uh, yesterday I had a little bit of a, um, a, a, an interesting thing. I actually went and worked or not worked, but I was asked to be on a good friend of mine, Mitch Jolly. He's actually did an episode with us where he, uh, he traveled through Afghanistan after nine 11, uh, oh, wow. doing, uh, doing some, uh, work for the, for the good Lord over there in a very dangerous time in a dangerous area. But he has a podcast, uh, theology in the dirt. And uh, he asked me to come be a part of that. So we did an episode with him yesterday. Uh, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, if you guys get a chance to check out Theology in the Dirt, uh, it's it's a really good friend of mine's podcast, and it's got a good message. And uh, it's probably the only podcast that you'll ever hear me on where I don't use bad words. So so it was a good time. So um, I'll tell you something else that's crazy. Uh, Ed, we talked about this just a second ago. Um, it's it's mind-boggling to me still how we have 
people listening at, in these other countries. Uh, and so I would like to give a uh, big fat shout out and a warm welcome to our listeners in other countries. And if my phone would allow me to not lose my temper and show me those. Okay, here we go. So these are the countries that we have people listening in. So we're saying hey to you. Uh, keep listening to us and share us with your people. That's that's a huge part of what we do. Um, if you have uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe and then give us. You know we like the five star ratings. It helps push us forward in the in the podcast world. And again, we just want to say thank you for listening uh, to our folks in Canada, Ireland, Germany, uh, England, and Scotland, Norway, Australia, Mexico, Brazil. France, Puerto Rico, the Czech Republic, Singapore, Belgium, New Zealand, the Philippines, Dubai, uh, Malaysia, uh, Sweden, Greece, Bangladesh, Japan, and today, Panama. So uh, thank you guys for listening, Ed, and we really do appreciate you listening. So thanks a lot. So, Man, that, that is crazy, an audience, dude. dude. Uh, and, of course, our, you know, the 50 states. You know, we got, we got our listeners all over the 50 states, which uh, – I can understand maybe some of those guys listening to us. Uh, maybe we talk funny, and that's, that's why what, they just the, like to hear us talk. <laughs> we do. We do talk funny. It's, it's not even. I'm not even trying to cover it up. It's a true story. So, um, I've been doing a lot of. Uh, I've bought. A, I bought some few things off of Facebook um, here lately, uh, and we do a lot of ads on Facebook. Uh, well, we did. We did until they stopped letting us do ads on Facebook because we have cigar in our name and. and so that's like uh, you can't promote tobacco products. Oh wow! Uh, okay. With advertising, so I was like, we don't sell cigars, but they didn't care. So, anyways, but the crazy thing is, I've noticed that Facebook has become one giant uh, commercial now. That's all it it'll, is. It'll keep me from looking at it, you know, like I used to. But it, all it is is it's, and, and I did it to myself, I guess, because the way the the way they do it, but. Um, they're looking at everything that I look at. And so they're feeding more things into my feed. That's going to be something that, that, that interests me or whatever, but every other post or several posts in a row have nothing to do with any friends of mine. It's just literally ads to buy things, dude. It's every, I mean, buy everything. It's, it's, it's what it is. I ran into that a while back and you get on there and see, I, I, for the most part, uh, as soon as someone accepts my friend request or I accept theirs, I immediately unfollow. Yeah. Just because I, I, I generally, most of the time, it's not anything helpful to me. Sure. And, and so I just immediately, you're unfollowed. We can still be friends. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see your shit. But not everybody, right. but most. Yeah. Um, and you, you start, I start getting the ads on there. Like, oh, shit. I got to start following some of these people. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, 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 it's so crazy, though. And it's, uh, it's a rabbit hole. Uh, it's a rabbit hole in itself because there's there's so many things that um, you know. I, I like weird stuff, man, and um, you know we get all these little ads and things, and I, and I and I I'll click on it like to the point to where I'm almost to the point where I'm going to buy it. I'm on their website. I'm about to buy it, and I go, man, I'm just going to make an executive decision not to buy this, and so I just you know clear it out. Well, then I get an email it says. I'm sorry. Did you forget something was left in your cart? Let's help you finish your your purchase. And I was like, man, almost got me. So, but uh, but you know, we we advertise too. We do a good bit of advertising on on, on what we do with our podcast, and we're just trying to grow it. So, uh, and we we work with really cool companies. So I think that um, as long as we're dealing with reputable companies, companies, uh, I can't even talk today. 
Uh, that's the uh, the benefits of having a house cat when you're allergic to cats. So, uh, oh man, I, well we've had a cat since December, and uh, his name's Pete. Yeah. He's a hell of a cat, great cat. Yeah. I took him yesterday to get his first round of shots. Oh, he, and, he's not uh, your friend anymore. What, well, me and him's all right. He just uh, he hated that carrier. And man, he made sounds that I've never heard they a cat make. Like about my, to tear your face oh off. yeah, I thought I'd got a demon in there yeah, instead of the cat. We can't even get you know, our cat's name's Lucy, and so when we when Lucy's only only been in the truck with me once, uh, Brittany was holding her, and dude, she I was like, dude, if she flips out, we're gonna wreck and we're gonna crash yeah, and die. Absolutely. She's gonna tear both of us to pieces in here. So yeah, they don't like that shit. They no. do not like a car ride. So uh, I should probably buy stock in Allegra because I'm using the <laughs> shit out of it right now. So, um, and speaking of stocks, um, stock market's a little uh, furious today. Uh, if you are, if you have any weed stocks, you're a very happy person today. So, really? Yeah, it's it's going crazy. It's uh, it's riding the wave. Um, the you know everything they're passing les- legislation late god dude legislature legislature they're passing it uh so these companies are and it's mostly canadian companies they're uh selling out to uh companies in the states and things like that so it's uh it's a good time if you got yeah. some if you got some weed stock so um we are actually going to uh, and you know you saw the thing with um with these people that were, I don't know if you saw the whole big thing with uh, Robin Hood and GameStop. Yeah, yeah oh, you yeah. saw that. So the day trading thing is huge right now. Uh, and I actually am in a Facebook group, uh, the the Wolves of Woodstock. Oh. Uh, and I'm going to have a couple of those guys come on. We're going to try to do it next week. Uh, so that'll probably be a podcast that we're going to be doing soon. Um, we're going to give you some do's and don'ts. Again, it's all entertainment pers- pur- for purposes only. Uh, none of us are licensed um, you know, investors brokers or anything like that uh we're just having a good time uh and trying to figure this thing out all together so i'll have some of those guys come in uh and then we'll do like a q a and you know again give you some do's and don'ts and uh it should be interesting so uh, a lot of people making a whole lot of money I'm right a, now i'm not real uh i'm not too uh i'm not too unhappy with the way things are going for me right now so we're we're doing go. okay so <laughs> yes sir uh well man i i know that you do stand up I did uh, up until uh, this uh, courier service, which will not be named, uh, yeah, came you. into my life. And okay. I, I tell you, man, they, they they really zap you for any personal free time you've got. I got but, you. Uh, it's still it's like the movie business. It, yeah. It, they're the same way. So it's um, and, and I still love it. And and one day I will get back on, you know, get back to doing some stand up. I just uh, when you first start with this company, you're you're at their mercy until you get your regular position. Gotcha. And so, you know, I, I have no, no say in my hours or how long I work or, you know, so I'm kind of at their mercy. Yeah. But, uh, once I, I, I get that, that goal there, I will, uh, I'll definitely get back to doing it. Cause man, that's, that's my first love. What, it's, uh, what got you in, what you, what got you in the game? What happened, what happened, what happened in there uh, to make it happen? Well, see my whole life, uh, I started out going to the Sarah Heights Hour Library here in Rome, and I was checking out George Carlin books when I was eight, nine years old. Genius. Uh, oh, Napalm and Silly Putty. He is a, a genius. Oh, he was, man. And uh, I'd read his stuff, and, and just reading it, I was like, man, this is, uh, I like to read shit like this. Yeah. I like stuff like this. What is this? And then you learn that people get paid to do this, and that it's a career. It's a yeah. job. And uh, and Carlin, of course, is you know, one of the greatest to ever one do One of the it. masters of his craft, oh, for yeah. sure. And uh, he's on that 
comedy Mount Rushmore when you think about the top five guys. I mean, yeah. Carlin's, you know, either first or second. Or, yeah. But um, him and my dad uh, never really uh, shied me away from at a young age. It's like, you know, this may be considered, uh, you know, blue or, or, or dirty comedy, but, but it's like experience it. Like, let's watch this. It's yeah. funny as hell. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know. There, uh, there's a video still that somebody actually just posted on Facebook. God dang, I hate to keep talking about Facebook, but it was a George Carlin video talking about how the government fucks you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And dude, it, if you watch that, if you watch that, and I think that was done, I don't even know, was it? Well, see, so he early had, 2000s or late 90s it, when he did that, it, it rings true today. Like, oh, yeah. It rings true today. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's like he's, it's like he just woke up this morning and is, is, you know, reverberating everything that oh, yeah. is going on right now. So yeah, well, he had the the uh, album in 1996 that came out. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of that that was. It was his special then, and and that was when he had the big government bit. And then uh, his next special, he had this whole, and it was like a it was like a nursery rhyme of 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 basically, uh, and it was all words related to business economics and. Um, he was just a genius. He was. He, he was play so with words. smart. Like, yeah, dude. he was so smart. Yeah, he was and, and funny. He's funny as hell. Too. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, and he got he got funny as he got older. He was still funny. Yeah, you know. And the the crazy thing was the shit he was talking about. We were going through. We're going through now. Yeah. Um. They they were in a really good time then. Yeah. The things that they the things they talked about and the things they said you you can't exactly get away with that now. I agree. They're canceling the yeah, shit yeah. out of comedians You're, right and left. Yeah, man. yeah. You can't. You got to watch what you say now. You do, and we, we, even we do on this podcast. We oh do, yeah, so. I had to do that here. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> we we had a show at the City Club, which was above Old Havana. Okay, right I didn't here. know that. Yeah, we had a show up there one night, and uh, <laughs> the audience wasn't going. Comedy around here is way different than you would do it anywhere else. You, I've done clubs in well, Atlanta. Here, you got to be Larry the Cable Guy. You really do. Yeah, I'm being and that's sad as shit, yeah, man. Is, because is. Um, yeah. I'm not, and I don't think he's fucking funny at all. Yeah, I don't either. And the dude, he's not even, he's from Canada, right? Or Minnesota, somewhere. I think Kansas. His name's Dan Whitney. Yeah, dude, he doesn't even have a country accent. He's like, he talks. He's a character. Yeah, he's just a character. A lot of people didn't know that, so. um it's funny because in the Midwest, and I'd worked, uh, I'd worked in the Midwest for a while. He had his own potato chip line. Wow, sure did over in Can in Kansas. Matter of fact, so yeah, yeah. So wow. he had Larry the Cable Guy's tater skin uh, potato chips are pretty damn good. I bet they, they were. were <laughs> hey man, he sells the shit out of whatever he puts his name on. Yeah, he does. He really does. Uh, Unfortunately, he, somebody's listening to him. Yeah, <laughs> but I, to go back to what you were saying, like with a with a. I guess the folks around here and what's, what's considered funny. Um, we actually, there was a comedy show that was a couple of weeks ago they had downtown and it was to benefit. Uh, I think it was, uh, it was for women's battered, battered women's shelter. And so we went and was a part of that, not a part of it, but we, we just went to watch. It was hard to watch, man. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, for me, because I, I have such a dark sense of humor, uh, and and Brittany does as well. Uh, the two people that were the dirtiest were the funniest. Like we were, yeah, we were rolling over there. It was hilarious. It, to me, great comedy is, and Patrice O'Neill said this, and I can't agree more. He said that, uh, 
you know, good a good joke comes from the same place a bad joke comes from. Um, and I actually forgot where the hell I was going with that point, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, but yeah, he, he said that that everybody with stand up comedy that half of the room should be absolutely fucking terrified and the other half should be dying yeah. laughing. Yeah. That, you know you're pushing the envelope and, and you're actually, you're getting substance. You're writing jokes with substance. Mm-hmm. And that is so much different than, like, my, I'll tell you my favorite joke. I didn't write this joke. This joke was written by Jimmy Carr. All right. Uh, my favorite joke in the world is, um, I wish that there were more mosquito nets in Africa. That way, every year, millions of mosquitoes wouldn't die needlessly of AIDS. Oh, God dang. <laughs> God. It's a funny-ass yeah. joke, but it's intelligently written. Yeah. And uh, Larry the Cable Guy couldn't sit down and write that. No. He couldn't get anything close to that. Like, the joke has substance, and it has – it's um, it's it's insane how much things have changed. Where's, where's the first time you, you did some stand-up? Uh, it was here in Rome. Okay. Uh, I got a blackout drunk uh, with some <laughs> friends and, uh, they, they joined me and we did it upstairs of what is now Rome city brewery. Okay. Used to be three thirty. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. They had an open mic and, uh, I saw it on, on Facebook one time, one day and I said, this was back in 2011. And I said, oh, man, I've, I've always wanted to try this. Here's an open mic right here. And so I, I wrote some really, really shitty material, and you yeah. know, for like a week, I was like, "Hey, man, we're gonna go. I gotta go watch me do stand up, you know, and get all my friends together." It was horrible, and I don't, I don't remember hardly anything I said. <laughs> okay. Luckily, the DJ had recorded it on a CD for me. Yeah. And so, uh, inebriated in the back of an SUV, uh, my friends put it in the CD player. I was kind of a little sobered up then, and uh, I just remember thinking. That's absolutely horrible, and <laughs> you've got to get a good paying job because yeah. this is not going to do not it. Gonna work for you. <laughs> That's but, funny, but uh, uh, yeah, I did it at three thirty three, the open mic for uh, like a year and a half. Okay, every Monday we would go and uh, they'd do a karaoke night too, and then sometimes I could slide in there at the end. And, yeah, but uh, I wasn't writing good jokes; they were really just offensive. They yeah, were. I was trying to go way outside of my intelligence of something I'd never done before. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I've watched all this stand up. I know how this. No, man, you don't. You don't get it. Yeah. And, um, the joke writing is uh, you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I used to be able to sit down and I could write a joke, and uh, it may not always be very good, but I could sit down. It's hard for me now to even get in that mindset. Yeah. I guess your brain just changes, I guess, over time. And, you know, 2011 must have been a long time ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did it here a lot. Um, there's another club down there on Broad Street I performed at, at the City Club. Around here, if your comedy is not based on, like, your, you know, your your basic uh, beer drinking. Jeff Foxworthy type material. Yeah, redneck yeah. shit. Or, like, or- your shorter and very college material yeah i call that its own sect of comedy right because it is yeah it's um and and if you don't get those inside jokes you're not going to get it which is okay because they're not funny anyway right right (laughs) who's who uh so when what is who's in your in your mind 
Who's the best comedian? I mean, did you follow kind of like what Carlin was doing, or was there somebody else that you were you were looking at? Uh, oddly enough, and uh, this doesn't age well, uh, is a uh, Louis C.K. Okay, okay, <laughs> he's still the funniest guy doing yeah. it right now. Uh, David Tell's very funny. Yeah. Those guys are comedians. Yeah. Dave Attell. I used to love his TV show on Comedy Central. Uh, Insomnia? I yeah, I used to oh, watch it, it all the time. Great, yeah, man. it was good. And Louie is Louis a great comedian. Now, given what he did, yeah, yeah, what he did was not great. Right. You, you, really, you shouldn't force anyone to do anything or watch anything they don't want to exactly. watch. Exactly. I, I 100% agree with that. But we have to separate the man yeah. from, from the actions that he committed. Like, you look at his material – I'm, honestly, there may be nobody better what did that you th- writes. What did you think about Sam Kennison? Sam was a little before my time, yeah. but uh, I, I dug everything he did because um, I always thought that if I could, and this is a shitty thing, but if I could, I could start a cult. Yeah. <laughs> and he had very much a preaching style of yeah, comedy. Yeah, he did. Well, he was a preacher's son. Yeah. And he the, was a pastor. Yeah. And the people followed. Yeah. Like, he, his fans yeah. followed Sam Kennison. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was great. What I knew of him, mm-hmm. um, I, I really, uh, I wish I, I, I should dive more into his stuff. If you go back to George Carlin, I remember when Jackass was huge. So we were watching Jackass and then Camp Kill Yourself was first and then Jackass came out. Uh, so that's kind of like uh goofy, goofy, childish, immature humor, which I, I thought was, I still think it's funny. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I remember one, one segment, George Carlin, they had stole, they said, here's something you don't see every day. And this is Carlin. He's like a man running as fast as he can while shitting his pants. Well, Jackass <laughs> took that and ran with it. So they had got Rab and gave him a bunch of x lax. <laughs> Put a red cape on, and he had a jock strap, and he's like running down the street as hard as he can run, and his shit's all over himself. <laughs> so, uh, I think George Carlin could have, would probably would have appreciated that. I think it would have been so absolutely. But those guys, man, they made so much money on doing some some truly insane things. I mean, oh, like, yeah. I mean, Johnny Knoxville got known for um, trying out a uh, bulletproof vest. Like he was gonna, you know, he took the round right in the chest. Oh yeah, so, that stuff. It, it, my favorite part of any of the jackass stuff was when they knew it was going to be a bad bit, and then they had to intro it. Yeah, because it it seemed like it was always Ryan Dunn. Yeah. He would come in. I'm Ryan Dunn. This is human toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something. yeah. Or like uh, the fart mask. That was one of my favorites. Yes. Or, uh, it still makes me gag to watch uh, watch Steve O swallow a goldfish. It, you know, it's probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. So, but uh, you know, there's all kinds of different types of uh, comedy. Yeah, and I think stand up is, and I've never tried it, but I think it would be extremely hard because I'm more. Um, I'm pretty witty on my feet. Like I, I feed off of people and I say yeah. things, but I think if I had to stand up in front of a group of people and, and do a bit, I don't think I could do it. I mean, I think I'm pretty fucking funny, but I don't think I could do stand up. It's uh, dude, it's an adrenaline rush. Like I've never yeah. had before. Like if I couldn't bust on people in front of me, uh, yeah. it, then I probably wouldn't do well. <laughs> and if somebody ever heckled me back, it would be, it would be so bad for them. They would, <laughs> I'm like, you might want to put that shovel down. That hole's getting really deep you're digging over there. So, But I don't know. I don't think I could do it, you know. And and we, uh, and we I commend anybody that's got the guts to get up there and put yourself out there like that. But, uh, but dude, I just, you know, the the comedy show that we had went to, you know, I one guy was up there. and Man, nobody was laughing. Like, he was like, he was, it was so bad. And uh, 
actually uh, started acting like I was chopping up cocaine at the table, snips, like snorting it. <laughs> and uh, and everybody started laughing at me. And then I, I was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of being a dick. I shouldn't have did that. You know, I was like, I was like, somebody give me something. You know, this guy's driving me crazy over here. So, but, uh, but I couldn't, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. I tell you, sometimes those are my favorite things to watch as some, a comedian just eating shit up there. Oh, he, dude, he was, he was, but <laughs> it was a buffet style up there. It was so bad. <laughs> It was so bad, and like, and nobody would bail him out, and uh, and he wouldn't stop talking. Like he just kept going yeah. and kept going, and it was not. I mean, it was just so bad. It was it was terrible. But there was a couple of people that was really really funny. So yeah, well, I have, at least he finished his time. They saved him last. Thank <laughs> God. You know, they almost lost us. We was like, I'm about to fucking leave if this shit don't get any better. <laughs> I can't drink enough Jack Daniels to make this turn around. Was it so, like a cruise ship? No, it was uh, it was over here the the comedy show that they did right over here. Now I oh yeah, no, I have seen a comedy show on a cruise ship, and I didn't think it was funny at all either. Yeah, they called them boat acts. I'll tell you somebody that I don't think is funny at all. Um, I don't think that uh, I don't think Jeff Dunham's funny at all. I don't either. Had those puppets and stuff. I did. My my daughter loves it. She thinks it's the funniest thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. My son Tyler used to love it when he's little. Um, Brittany likes it. Dude, it just ain't funny to me. Me either. It it's it takes. Uh, I tell you who is consistently funny is uh, there's a, like a crop of Philly comics coming out. Okay, uh, there's probably fifteen twenty guys coming out of Philly right yeah. now, and they're all starting to make a name. Um, every one of them are hilarious. Yeah, uh, I listen to their podcast weekly, but their stand up's great. Um, one of them who. Uh, and this is part of the cancel culture shit. Yeah, um, is uh, Shane Gillis. Dude, that guy is—he should be a household name by now. Um, he's out of Philly, and he got that job with Saturday Night Live. But he's afraid to. Didn't they? They they fired him off of Saturday Night Live. Dude, he didn't even get to do one show. Wow. I mean, and that and that's like what we were talking about—that whole sensitive button uh, yeah. that everybody has right now. Yep. Um, that's what got him. It so was is Shane Gillis. That's his name. Yeah. I want to look up some of his stuff too. Oh, you should. They've got a, they've got a show that it was called Philly Court, and they're little shorts. Okay, and it's uh, just people coming in who are very, very Philadelphia. They've even got the accent, yeah. and yeah. it's just always some kind of crazy shit. Do you, and and going on the Philly thing, do you like? Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I love that. That's show. one of the best shows written. It is one of the it best written excellent. shows ever. It is excellent. So, me and you have the same sense of humor. Yes, so. yes. What that yeah. that show. Um, and the funny thing is, is, I don't think any of those guys are from Philly that do the no, show. No, 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 no. But uh, their that show is the most the most well written show yeah. of uh, dude. I'd say the fa past fifteen years. Yeah, it's good. If you have not seen, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and I, they're probably into like their eighth season, maybe or, Man, it or may deeper. Eleventh, yeah, dude. It's it's hilarious. And I and here's another one that I like: is curb your enthusiasm. See, I've Man, never seen it, but I, I would like to. Did you uh, did you watch Seinfeld? I Ever. didn't. Okay. Well, here's the here's the thing with, you know, Larry David wrote Seinfeld. Here, him and Jerry um, Seinfeld wrote that together. But um, curb your enthusiasm, like Seinfeld with adult content. So, dude, it's gotcha. it's, it's some of the funniest. Uh, it's like, how in the hell does this guy get in these situations? I mean, and I'm thinking, <laughs> how in the hell can he even sit down and write this stuff? It's it's yeah. amazing. So, it's got a lot to do with the writing. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Creativity. I think. Uh, as far as uh, comedy comedy goes these days on TV and things like that, it's it's a struggle, man. It's nothing. It's really it's just all vanilla and generic. 
Yeah. It's like we took a back seat to the fifties. You know, things are yeah. cha- things are changing. It's uh, it's it's odd, man. It's but odd. it's weird. It's it's like the, the world we live in is way meaner. But the TV's yeah. got to become more calmer. You know, it, it yeah. doesn't make any sense at no, all. No, and and it's the people that claim they're the most open minded are the ones who are restricting right free speech. Yeah. It's insane to me. We've got this all back asswards. Yeah. And I, I don't understand what it's going to take to change it. I mean, they said that the, the tide changes every few years. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, if it keeps going this way, we're going to start imprisoning people for the things they say. Yeah. You're not going to be able to criticize it. Sounds anything. familiar, doesn't it? This is some Sounds scary shit. oddly dude. familiar. It does. Um, I'll tell you one of my one of my favorites, uh, and he's not very – he's not an old comedian, uh, uh, but – he just kind of rode off into the sunset, and uh, he left everybody wanting more. Uh, but he's brilliant. I think he's a genius too. And uh, things that he does is Dave Chappelle, man. Dave oh, Ch- absolutely. Dave Chappelle's he is one of the funniest fucking dudes out there. And and he just they threw all this money at him, you know. And they're yeah. like, but they try to tell him what he was gonna. You're gonna do this, and you're gonna do that. And he said, yeah. you know what? I don't. You don't want your money. I'm leaving. Yeah. And he went away. He just went away. Yeah. But he it's odd because he'll do. Um, I heard that he does shows like just randomly pops up and does shows. Man, I would kill to be somewhere where he was there and I could just go see, just sit down and watch him. It would be awesome. I know he came to Atlanta not too long ago. Uh, Yeah, I think him and Joe or Joe Rogan are doing a lot of shows together right now. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, I actually Shane Gillis, that comedian I was talking about earlier, was uh, he mentioned a show he'd done. He popped up at some comedy club he he was scheduled at, and those guys just came in. So yeah. A young guy getting to perform with you know at least two of the most best selling comedians out right now yeah. is, is, is would be pretty awesome. Well, you're talking about Joe Rogan. What uh, what I, one thing I love about Joe Rogan is he's he's like no nonsense. He don't fucking play around, and uh, you know he called out. Uh, God dang it! What is that? I can't even get his name. Uh, oh, Carlos Mencia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos. Yeah. yeah, he called this guy out for stealing material. Yep. And these up and coming uh, comedians. Uh, Carlos Mencia would watch. He would go see him, and uh, of course, Carlos Mencia had he had a name for himself. Yeah. Nobody knew these other younger guys, and he was stealing all their material oh, and yeah. using it. And Joe Rogan went like called him out, oh, like on stage, on stage and was yeah. going to whip his ass. It's on video. You can you can watch that on YouTube, uh, unless it got too hardcore for YouTube and they had to take it down. But uh, but that's one thing I like about Rogan is he uh, he's true to his craft, and uh, he and I mean Carlos Mencia. Well, he had a bigger name than Joe Rogan. Yeah. He had his own HBO special. Oh, I mean, yeah. He was a big deal. And uh, Rogan just – and he pretty much – that was a career ender for him. He, it was because – He, he mean, ruined him. And all the other comedians hated his ass too for because yeah. they knew they did the same thing. They used to say Robin Williams used to rip people off. I'm sure. They said that he was he was bad about ripping people off. What, what, what kills me is when you find out about your favorite comedian, you find out he has writers. It's yeah, like, oh, it, it takes man. away, it takes it all away. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it it's really like, does. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, that's why Carlos Mencia never came back. He couldn't write his own shit, right? And nobody was giving he him just jokes. Stole it. So, yeah, yeah, he just stole it from people. So, but yes, yeah. but they, but that goes on in that industry. Um, I mean, that's pretty. That's that's kind of a, a I guess a, a a well-known thing is people steal folks' material all the time. So, yeah. um, yep. What is the toughest crowd you ever been in? Like, where Oof. where have you ever been where you just were like, God dang it, dude, this is a really bad fucking idea. What did I? Three thirty three, actually. So was that not? Uh, no, it was another night. I had like, <laughs> and somehow it ended you just up needed being to like, change a venue. <laughs> yeah, that's well, what it was. It's hard to do that shit in a bar. Yeah, and get it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because people are already mind. drunk, and oh, they're like, yeah. yeah, you suck. Well, they're expecting to see music, too. Oh, okay. So it was an open mic for pretty much, you know, music. This I think Luke, I was the only... This ain't Luke Combs? Yeah, yeah, and it's... <laughs> man, it's... Uh, I love Rome. I'm not, I'm not bagging on Rome. Well... I love Rome too, but I'm gonna tell you something. Rome's done some shitty things to me. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, hey, it's uh, we uh, yeah, it happens. It, it, happens. it does. Yeah, I mean, you know, small town. This is what you get. Yeah, you know? everybody knows everybody. But the worst night I ever had was I got a drink thrown on me. Oh uh, yeah, that that would have turned into a. The thing was, is that been a fight? Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't happy, but at, at the same time, like. You're up there, and, and you know, so somebody starts talking. You're you like, gotta oh. hit, you gotta hit him with well. Nah, you're not really mad at me because I'm telling bad jokes. You're just mad because I slept with your mom. <laughs> yeah. Just just tell the truth out here. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is it like <laughs> we still in a regular comedy club? You have security. Yeah, that shit don't fly there. And those but days see, are gorillas and oh, monkey. Yeah. They're in freaking yeah. Those guys don't fucking play. We don't have that. Here. No. So no. if I had a heckler and I went at him, if he could whoop my ass, you know, He's I gonna, was gonna have a long night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, it never really scared me, and I guess that's, that's why, I, of course, I also had some pretty big guys with me, so uh, they were just friends of mine, yeah. and, it, you know, they wouldn't let any shit happen, but, uh, you know. got to take Hamilton to those things. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, you know, I don't think uh, he ever, it, it's weird with me and him, you know, uh, me and him cannot not see each other or talk for a couple years, yeah. and then we'll see each other, dude, and we pick up it's right like where you never, we left yeah, off. I've got yeah. friends like that It's like as we well. still talk to him. Yep. And uh, I tell you what, I have a lot to thank that dude for. Yeah, uh, he's been such an awesome friend to me. He's a, such a great guy. He is, uh, and patient, dude. The patience he's had to have with me to teach me anything <laughs> jujitsu related. <Yeah. laughs> no, I agree. I, he's he's been very patient with me too, so I get it. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely. The next time I start doing shows, I've already told him in, in the gym, like we're you know we're all gonna go. We're just gonna load up and go. Yeah, I would, I would. We'd love to go do that. So. Well, I, I was doing comedy, and really the only place you can really do it now, they have a show here. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't get on that show here. Um, those gentlemen that run that show, uh, our comedy doesn't exactly. Uh, of course, it's been a long time. Yeah, and I get it. Yeah, like I completely get not wanting to have someone back that um, had the material that I had, and, mm -hmm. and it wasn't clever. I was a year into doing this; I'd been performing at only bar shows, so yeah. you know it's not great material. Um, Don't you love the? We have a. I didn't. No, I just learned something today. We have a. a we have a, a comedy police in Rome, Georgia. I didn't know that, so that's 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 surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. there's a police for everything here. There is. I was uh, I was cut out of that, and uh, they didn't do a show for a few years, and then they just started picking picking back up on it. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, I don't know who set the set the talent up um, for the one that we went to a couple of weeks ago, but there's one guy. I don't think he's from Rome, um, and I, you know, forgive me for not knowing your name out there if you if you happen to listen to this. But this guy was funny as shit. I mean, he was like, he was usually they'll get a a, a headliner yeah. from out of out of the county. To come I want to say he, I want to say he was from Atlanta. He's a um, he's not Hispanic, and he does not have Down syndrome, but that's part of his stick. Oh. His stick. Let me say it correctly. I'm surprised um, they haven't canceled him yet. Well, get big enough. Well, he. Uh, it, but his stuff was taste. I mean, he wasn't like it wasn't. He was not over the top. Gotcha. Um, he talks about how um, the school um, 
put him in uh, special learning just so he could play football. And, uh, and he had, he looked a little Hispanic. So, uh, he's like, if, uh, if it ever was a racial thing and the black guys were beating up the white guys on the playground, he's like, Oh, I said, don't mess. He's like, uh, I don't know, speak English. <laughs> he's like, so they didn't beat him up. So but his stuff was funny. He was good. And I would then, like to see him. It sounds interesting. There was a, and then there was another girl. She actually, she works at one of the restaurants here in town that we eat at. And we would see her. She, I think she's a bartender or whatever. And, and, and so we recognized her. And she, she to me, was the funniest one because, no shit. because she looked like she was all sweet and timid and mild yeah. at work. But she got in there, dude, and she was like a – she was an animal, and it was hilarious. That's awesome. We I love to hear stuff. that. But, uh, you know, and then we had, you know, another guy. He was the guy that just kind of struggled up there the whole time. So, But uh, but I think Rome and, – and, you know, Brittany and I even talked about how it's like, man, we don't understand why, you know, we don't have something like this here. Yeah. Because it, I think it would do well. Well, but then you tell me what you tell me, and I'm just kind of like, it wouldn't. That's why, because yeah. it's because if you're being stifled uh, to yeah. what you can say, oh yeah, and you not and you're not playing with the uh, the correct people. That's right. And you're not, uh, you can't, you know, no. take your ball and go elsewhere. That's so. right. Like, so we should start our own comedy group, dude. I'm down. We should do it. I am down. We should, we should start our own comedy show, and uh, I got. Let me tell you, keep, a joke keep, I got better not before. better not bring your kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got I got something said to me for this joke. It was um, when I was a kid growing up. I grew up thinking my dad was scared of snakes. Yeah, and I know I find a snake skin in the backyard. I'm chasing you know my dad and my sister around with yeah. it, scaring the hell out of them. Turns out it was a used condom. Oh my god! And someone had a problem with that joke. Great fucking joke. That's freaking funny as shit, <laughs> and it, disgusting all the same. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one even worse than that. And this this happened too. I remember when we uh, we in in elementary school when we had like uh, we always had a special day in, in almost at the end of the year. It wasn't field. It was like a field day, but yeah. it wasn't. So I was in the fifth grade, fourth grade or fifth grade. And they took us to Midway Park. Well, everybody knows what goes on at Midway Park. Yeah, uh, it, and on the weekends at night. So, and it's not nowhere near as nice as it is now. But I remember under the pavilion, uh, we had one of the moms was scooping ice cream, and everybody's in line with their little plastic bowl or whatever. And we look over, and some kid has got a condom. <laughs> Trying to blow the fucking thing up. <laughs> and everybody's like, ah! Like, none of us knew. We're just like little kids, but we don't know. We don't know what the fuck's going on. The teachers and the mom, like, they tackle this kid and they're like pouring water on his face. It's like, it's like he got in, it's like he got into some, uh, freaking radioactive waste like they were trying to clean him up. The kid's like, he's like, don't know what's going on. He's scared. He's crying. Uh, so yeah. Um, that happened, dude. That happened, and I'll never forget that. And I didn't. And I went home to my parents, and I was like, I don't know what happened. So and so picked up a balloon on the, and everybody went crazy. It got weird in that corner yeah. for a minute. I've never, never, seen, I've never seen a balloon that color. <laughs> the but cost. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you could tie it into tie it into one of those little dog figures. It was one of those long balloons. She blow. My mom's like, Oh my god, are you serious? I'm like, Yeah. I'm what happened? What was it? So, but yeah, dude, you got, so you got in trouble for that. Well, I, I had or you got reprimanded. Yeah, I had something said to me, um, not by any of the guys that ran the show, but, yeah. but by someone else. And, um, 
And then the the more material I did at 333, uh, the owner at the time would, uh, you know, have his things to say. And, tone it down a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I would come in and the DJ would be like, ah, you know, we can't let you go up tonight. You know, Rome preaches this. Uh, we're all about creativity and there's yeah. uh, art clubs and it. But they really, uh, they're they're when it comes to that, I, I feel like, uh, of, of course, but but that's not just Rome. That's sure. everywhere. Yeah, sure. You don't yeah. fit the Small narrative. USA, yeah. Watch your mouth. You don't yeah. get the, you know, and I get that. But don't promote that you're so much for creativity and the arts and yeah. and and not be really yeah. because well, uh, we're okay with as long as it's this. Yeah, and, and that's not. Yeah, I'm going to tell you some jokes that everybody can listen to. I've got a few of those. Yeah. But I really want to make you laugh, and I really want you to go, oh, shit. Like, well, like, I really want well, you to have I mean, that reaction. If you, if you think about the whole career, Bob Saget's career, when uh, he was a raunchy, filthy comedian, yeah. and then he got the role uh, on Full House, which he did, and ended up being on America's Funniest Home Videos, which he did not want to do America's Funniest, yeah. Funniest Home Videos. He was like, but they threw so much money at him. He just yeah. was like, well, I'd be a fucking idiot not to do this. Yeah. So, um, But he started doing some stand-up uh, after Full House had kind of ran its course. And they, you know, they just straight up said, hey, if you got kids, uh, I'm not Mr. Tanner. No, you guys not. need to leave. <laughs> you know, you need to take them out. And then the parents are like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, you know, like kind of laughing. And he's like, uh, then I, he's like, and then I told told the first uh, anal joke. And everybody's like <laughs> running out of there like the building's on fire, holding their kids. And he's like, uh, you know, so. um you know, you did a documentary about the aristocrats. Oh my God. Yeah. That was, and I, I didn't even watch all that. And I mean, and that was, that was to me, I mean, that was just like, I, you know, it, it's, it's over the top, but it, it, it's basically just like a running bit with comedians and, and people. And if you're in that group, that yeah. circle, then those people, yeah, they, they, yeah. So if it's you almost attempted to try to outgross each other and to yeah. see just how nasty you can make that yeah. joke. And at the end it's, ah, the aristocrats. Yeah. And that's, but it's, I mean, it's got uh, you know bestiality and insects. Oh, dude, and it's like yeah, it's, it's, they're they're very it's it's raunchy. Everybody's it's just, got a, a different you know yeah. wholesome take on yeah. it. Yeah, I think Sarah Silverman's was probably the worst one, and I was like, okay, she's right. very funny. She is funny. She is funny. She's got some. She's can she, be very nasty. She can too. be very raunchy too. So, yeah. uh, and I think you can be funny without being completely raunchy. Absolutely, as long as you're as long as you're doing it like you you have some. I guess the if if you're somewhat educated about it, like Carlin was. I mean, Carlin yeah. cussed like a sailor, but man, he was so smart. Yeah, uh, I hate to keep going back to that, but it's it is what it is. Um, and you got some guys that's just nasty, yeah. uh, filthy, raunchy. I mean, you had Andrew Dice Clay. He was uh, he was pretty out there, I, but a lot of people didn't think he was that funny. I mean, he yeah. just he just had like that one thing that he did, and there's he was a, a one trick pony. There's a guy that excels at crowd work and and he's pretty dirty. And yeah. his name's Big J Okerson. Okay. Now he's actually from Philly, but they consider him a New York comedian. That for the most part, that's who I follow. Okay. Are, are New York City comedians. Okay. Um and yeah, that's tough to pull that off in Rome, Georgia. It is, yeah. It is, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But um that is always what made me laugh, even as a kid. Yeah. Um so I was just like, well, I, if I can stick in this vein. But then the more you do it and the more you listen to comedians talk about it, they're like, well, you have to find your voice. Yeah. You have a voice. Mm -hmm. And so um, the past three years, just the stuff I've written has 
been in my voice, mm-hmm. and I haven't got to, I have not got to do any of it. You haven't got to put it out there. All yet. material I've been sitting on for gotcha. three years. Um, and so, uh, but the way to start, and because I started here, mm-hmm. and nobody knows who the fuck I am. Yeah. Um, and in Atlanta, they don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. So I'm coming from nothing. Right. Um, I've performed a few times at the Laughing Skull uh, inside the Vortex restaurant. In okay. And that's a fun club. Yeah. Everybody's on top of you. Like yeah. you walk out and they're there. Yeah. And, and it's a it's a small club. It's intimate. Um, but I, there's nothing better than doing stand up in that room to me. How do you? I mean, how do you have the nerve for it though, man? Like what is just like it, uh, you, because man, I I'm. I would be freaking, uh, I'd be shitting bricks to walk out there in front of a bunch of people like that. Well, when I first started, it was two beers and a shot of Johnny Walker. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, I definitely would have to have some help. (laughs) And, but, um, after I'd done it, you know, a few months, I was like, I don't really have to have this. And so, uh, you know, I would, um, of course I was, you know, 23, 24 at the time. So I was, you know, drinking like a fish anyway. Oh yeah. But, um. That that always did help, but uh, eventually I just got to where I wasn't really that. Mm-hmm. I would only get nervous when it started going bad. Yeah, and it, believe it or not, it went bad a lot. I've bombed a lot. I've yeah. eaten shit on many occasions. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, I know you. It happens, dude. It's just, I mean, and you probably can tell too. Like you can sense the room. Oh yeah. When the first, like the first thing you're like, I'm gonna kill him with this, yep. and you say it, and you just hear crickets. You're like, yep. oh shit. Yep. This is not working out like I planned. <laughs> so. I'm gonna just I'm gonna get really violently sick and throw up on the closest person to me. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, where's the girl with the thick glasses? I can make you know you're like looking around. Dio Hughley used to do that bad, yep. dude. He, he used to. I remember, he was. I actually felt sorry for the girl. He was like, like he's like you know it was kind of like whatever the crowd wasn't reacting or whatever. And he's like, damn girl, look at your glasses. He's like. He's like, you better not get in there. Don't get out in the sun. You're going to melt your face off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just stuff like that. So, I mean, that's kind of probably what I'd have to be doing, you know. And and then I'd probably get beat up after the show was over. <laughs> yeah. That was always something in the back of my mind was, you know, you, you go after a heckler, that's it's still a possibility. Yeah, they, they're going to be waiting outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, it uh, bombing, though, man, it, it makes you. It, it, it teaches you a lot. Um, but I tell you. There's no better feeling to me in the world. I've never felt anything in the world that makes me feel as good as to go up and have a good set yeah. and make people laugh for a consistent 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. You walk off there, man. You, I don't know. I can't explain the feeling. It's uh, I'm, And my body's like, yeah, we got to get back to doing yeah. that. That's it's, a, like a, an, it's like a high, like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it, it just feels like a this point i'm i'm spinning my wheels and and i'm not working toward nothing but um it's hard to uh to sit back and and have all these thoughts and have have all this material in your head and you're having all these new ideas for stuff and you're just uh you're stuck in this place and you're you're sticking letters and throwing packages and um it, it really uh I don't know. It sucks your soul out of you. Yeah. I guess you just got to keep writing your stuff, man. Yeah, keep writing your material, and uh, and we'll just have to figure out somewhere to do this thing. Make it. Happen. Yeah, we yeah. should. We really yeah. should. No, we can. We all know enough people. We can make something like that happen. So. Oh yeah. We just. The problem is, uh, but then like you have to have an entertainment license. Yeah. 
You have yeah. to have a license to um, say this word. And then you got to get permission from this person. Yeah. And then they've got to be able to sign off on this. And it's just like, dude, just give us a microphone. Yeah. Let us go up there and say some funny shit, yeah. and then we'll go. <laughs> Do you happen to know the temperature of Abraham Lincoln's butthole at the time of his assassination? No. Sorry, you can't come in here. <laughs> yes. What the hell are you talking about? It's, um, uh, I really, I really hate the thought of, um, of the comedy around here. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, I would love to hear it, but um, if it's anything like it was when I did it around here, it's uh, it's going to be just mind numbingly bad. Yeah. Yeah. I experienced it. <laughs> and, it's, it was rough. Yeah. And uh, I know, see, I know some people that are funny shit too, that uh, I always, and I used to work with this guy and I still see him on a, on a daily basis. He's probably one of the funniest people I ever met in my life. And uh, and I used to always tell him, I would say, man, if you could ever get in front of somebody and do this, I was like, you'd be a millionaire. You'd never have to do – I mean, he's, he's truly the funniest person I ever met in my entire life. Really? But uh, he was – yeah, like um, we worked – you know, when I was working out, we, he worked in the reset business like I did, and that's where he and I had met. And uh, we were in this, in this store, and it played uh, – Day one, uh, they did a rotation. It was a three-day rotation. It was 70s country. It was um, the 50s. And then it was um, modern, like like current country. And those days rotated. So it was those three stations rotated. And songs would come on that he absolutely hated. <laughs> and we're in the store full of people. He didn't care, dude. And I'm talking, we're in a, in a store full of people. You can hear this song comes on. And then, like, we always knew where he was in the store because he would go, God damn it. <laughs> Who the fuck actually listens to this shit? And like, I'm talking echoing off the walls in this store. Like, I mean, and I'm, I'm laying in the floor rolling. And then he just starts singing these songs, <laughs> like singing them, like the craziest shit, dude. He I mean, he didn't care. He was ruthless, but uh, but he was always funny like that. Like he would, uh, he always had like he was quick too. Like he could come up with shit real fast. Uh, and I mean, he had us laughing the whole time. And so, and I'm actually working on getting him in here to be on the podcast too. Okay. Uh, so he's he's really really funny, uh, and and he just has a he's kind of like me. Like he's got a wealth of. Uh, of of just shit to talk about yeah uh he's just he's he's a, he's a good dude man it'll be funny i'm gonna get him in here so. yeah absolutely i'm not gonna spoil his name yet i'm gonna wait till he gets in here so but um so where's the, the time that you killed it at the vortex yeah um <clears throat> i uh actually i did a show here and i don't know if you remember around 2011 brett butler lived here yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That show, under yeah. Fire. She was always at three thirty-three. Well, she came by one night, and I did stand up, mm -hmm. and she came in. I didn't know who this lady was. I thought it was the lead singer of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> no God, it? yeah. What was her name? Stevie Nicks. Stevie, I thought it was kind of Stevie no, Nicks. I was like, this is a, a, she was like a rough Stevie Nicks. Yeah, I was like, this is a haggard <laughs> Stevie Nicks. <laughs> so uh, she's watching and uh, she's listening intently. Maybe the only person in the whole bar that was it. actually listening to me. Yeah. And uh, I get off stage, and she's like, "What's your name?" And I, you know, I told her my name, and uh, she's like, "Oh, well, we share a last name." She said, "I'm Brett Butler," and 
You was like the shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> well, you know that. One. I never knew you, tra- you transitioned. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I always watched her show. Yeah. Um, and so immediately I was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. You know. Um, and she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to get you out of here. We're going to, she's like, I've got a show in Asheville, North Carolina we're going to do. And she said, and I'm actually going to L.A. She was telling me that she wasn't going to be on that show with Charlie Sheen um, he had. And it was called, uh, it was like a rehab kind of show. Okay. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I don't think she ever did that show. I talked to her a few times on the phone, like 3 o'clock in the morning. And, um, man, those that went nowhere. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, when I get out to L.A., I'm going to call you and we're going to set up all the stuff for Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. And I was like. Holy shit, yeah. this is it, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, and I never actually heard from her again. Oh, so. my God, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. It's like you can't dangle that carrot and then yeah. just go away. That's kind of demoralizing. Man, so. it's, uh, I was excited as shit there for a while, yeah. but, um, you know, that eventually fizzled out. And I uh, I did a few more shows and, and did uh, some stuff in Atlanta and had to get a regular job, yeah. you know, something that actually would pay the bills. And the just the trajectory my life has went on um, – since that time as uh i got a job where i was delivering oxygen and uh, i never had time to do shit with that job and yeah and this new one's almost the same. the same yeah but one good thing i did get out of this job is, is I, I met my girl yeah and uh we're not married yet but that's definitely coming but uh Man, I was on a trajectory to not do shit. As long I, as you don't keep flooding her house. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's that's going to piss her off. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, funny. the trajectory my life was going on before yeah. her um, wasn't positive. Right. Uh, I had a lot of, uh, I was still immature as shit, man. So meeting her, and it was only in 20, 2017 when I met her. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, dude, she's changed my life. Yeah. She saved my life. Yeah. Because it wasn't going anywhere great. Yeah. Um, I, can I don't feel like. Yeah. That, dude, it's crazy, man. Um, people can talk all the shit they want about being soft and all these yeah. fucking these <laughs> pussy guys that love their women. Dude, I'm telling you, when you get a good woman. Yeah, when you get the right one, it, it's not easy. nothing like it. That's right. Uh, and, and she'll hear this. And, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, I mean every word. I mean, she's uh, the greatest thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. Yeah. One day I'll tell, uh, I'll probably tell mine and, mine and Brittany's little encounter and run-in story that we have. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, we have a lot of uh, similarities in our life, our age difference. Uh, we have an age difference. There's a gap there. Uh, she wanted a sexy old man. and Yeah. I wanted a, a young, hot no, I'm just kidding. Well, hey, uh, I mean, I mean, she's the young and hot. I'm not the sexy old man. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, but it, but we've not we crossed paths like throughout the years or whatever, and we uh, and it just kind of it it was it was always I think, um, you know, we were always we were married to other people, yeah, and uh, so we never looked at each other that way. You know, we always was just like really you know cordial to each other and yeah. whatever, and then time goes by and we run into each other and. We sat down for lunch for two hours, yeah, uh, and then uh, and then the next thing you know, it's like here we are. You know, we're we're getting married in October, so yeah. So it's kind of well, crazy. It's when you meet a good person, yeah. Because I, you know, a lot of my life I haven't been the person I am now, or the person I even wanted to be. Yeah, uh, done some really rotten things, done some shitty things, and said a lot of shitty things. But um, the past few years, man, I've just been trying to fix that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, 
one person can't make too much of an effect, but just to kind of leave the world a better place than, than it was, you know, when I got here, it at least spread as much positivity and laughter as I can. Yeah. And, you know, I found her and someone that doesn't stifle that, someone that's just uh, – That's a huge part of it, man. It you is. Gotta, like I know um, previous relationships that I've been in, if I tried to do something like this with a podcast or whatever, that would that would have been out of the question. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't have been doing that. It would have been uh, – it would have been a fight. <laughs> and so – Yeah. But she's super supportive, you know, and I have another business, and she's super supportive. And she's always got my back yeah. and always got hers. So that's that's what makes it work, man. It does, I mean, that's man. Because if you got somebody that's supporting you in your in your comedy, yeah, uh, don't don't put it don't don't set it aside forever. Yeah, keep oh, working on it, man. Yeah. Keep working. Got on. to. Um, we all try to get better every single day. We always yeah. try to be better today than we was yesterday. So that's all we can work for. Yeah, you're right, and that that's really all I try to do. Um, you know, she doesn't stifle that. She, you know, is always encouraging to you know my creativity or ideas I have and. You get somebody like that, man. You you, you better hang well. on to Hell, it. Hell yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. It's um, I had a big problem um, because uh, I'm a non-religious person, mm -hmm. and being down here, a man in high school, girls wouldn't date me because I, I, you know, didn't yeah. believe. Yeah, you know, in in the certain things they believe in. Yeah, and uh, you find somebody that's open to that stuff because, man, I guess that is a. A, a big blow if if you are a religious person and yeah. you run into someone that's not and I that's guess, kind of a deal breaker yeah for them yeah yeah, it, yeah. oh yeah happened a lot <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah they don't they won't there's there's nothing that'll make them look past it because they've been taught that it's that it's a terrible thing and yeah. uh and they fear for your soul yeah yeah it's, and that's what i encountered a lot yeah and, I don't have a way to combat that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can say to combat that. Well, oh, you don't have to worry about mine, but in the book, you're going to have to worry about mine. Yeah. So yeah. I got to go. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's a, uh, it's a good that you got somebody that's supportive of you, man. Cause that, that's, that's what makes us all better. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's tough. It's tough to go through life without having support, uh, from the people that you love the most. It is, you know, I, I thought that was my life. Yeah. Like I, I thought, uh, yeah, well, this is me. I'm I'm the uncle. Uh, you know, I have a nephew, and uh, he's seven. I'm, I think the world of him. Yeah. But I kind of always had this picture of, uh, well, you know, I'm just a, a single nephew all my life. You know, a single uncle all my mm -hmm. life. You know, I got this the cool nephew. I, yeah, I'll always yeah. be there. But um, I didn't see this. I, I didn't see this around the corner for me. So yeah. this is a huge transition. She already had children. I, yeah. I have none. Um, so that was a, you know, how old are you? 33, 33. Okay. All right. And, uh, you know, that, that transition has been hard. Um, cause I was very selfish. Yeah. I was, a, what I've been accused of being a selfish asshole a time or two. <laughs> God dang, dude. So and, have I probably just earlier this morning. I don't know. But yeah, uh, they were 100% right. Now a retrospect, yeah. you look back, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. So, I, I, yeah, I look back and I'm like, yeah, you are a selfish asshole. Like, someone wants a partner. And if you're if you're going to be living this single lifestyle and trying to treat them as like a part-time, yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're going to leave your yeah, ass. Yeah, you better believe <laughs> as they it. they should. If you're trying to date your – if you're trying to have room – if you treat your, your girlfriend like your roommate, she ain't going to stick around long. No, no. Or, or vice versa, you know. So. And I, I had to get – I had a case of cranial rectal inversion – 
my head was stuck up my yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I had to, um, you know. Uh, I've never heard that. Cranial rectal inversion. My dad taught me that one. That's he's, good. He's got a lot of good ones. I like it. I like it. I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep that in and uh, use it frequently. So. Well, I heard another good one the other day that was uh, if they were one IQ point lower, we'd have to water them. No, that's yeah. a damn good quote. Yeah. That is good. That's really good. But, um, yeah, uh, her, we've got this house and, uh, we're trying to get all that in order and, uh, trying to make myself a, a little office down there and shit, man, I'm going to get to work riding and, and hopefully once I get this regular position, I've been working, uh, so hard for, uh, I'll have time to get back to doing the things I haven't even had time for jujitsu, which is something I'm thoroughly enjoy and you need well. that that uh that tension uh, breaker that uh stress reliever for you sure I, i've got to get something uh in i've got to get to working out again i've got to start doing something again because it yeah. makes a huge difference on my on my mental health oh dude it does yeah. I, see i take paxil anyway every day um i've got a I, my anxiety is terrible mm-hmm. and um you yeah. have high anxiety and you do stand-up comedy yeah, it's it it baffles me too. Dude, yeah, that is insane. It was debilitating in my early yeah, 20s. Yeah, I bet. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, stand up actually just kind of helped that. Really? That's yeah, because so a odd. lot of the material I'd write, I was absolutely fucking terrified of myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, yeah, you're your you're worst critic. So yeah. until and, somebody pours a drink on you. So. Y- yeah. Dude, that, is, that blows my mind that you, yeah. that you have like social anxieties in your. You do stand up. That's wild. Uh, my anxiety is terrible. That's wild. Terrible. Like I never would have known that. I'm surprised. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I can talk to. Sometimes I have to do a, a stand up talk at work, and it, that it doesn't bother me a bit. But you make my heart flutter a weird way, and I'm going, "Oh shit!" I'm done. You just <laughs> shut down. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and um, uh, where I, I forgot where I was before that. Uh, about the anxiety. You take Paxil. Oh yeah, taking the Paxil. Um, that mental thing—you've got to have that because if you don't, I, I remember one day I doubled up on my Paxil. You were talking about getting back to working out, dude. I've yeah. got to do something. Yeah, I doubled up on pa- my Paxil the other day, and it just makes you really sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, before I'd be like, "Man, I got to get in here and work out." I'm starting to get damn titties, but <laughs> I doubled up on my Paxil, and I'm like, "I got titties." It's <laughs> <laughs> a completely different reaction like because I'm, of Paxil. <laughs> I'm taking the stage, and I'm taking three Paxils with me. So you just stand there and just stand there at the mic and laugh at yourself the whole time. And it was like, does this guy have a gun? Like a I joker. Do. Yes, I do. So well, how'd you feel about that movie? Uh, I, you, speaking of social anxieties uh, and then a comedian with that, that a yeah. lot of, dude, I think that people watch the Joker movie. They didn't, they didn't get it if they didn't like it. Yeah. You didn't I, get I agree. It because I think it is, it's a true depiction of mental illness. Yes, one hundred percent. How that movie could be so real, yeah, in real life, absolutely. Uh, it it it's, it terrifies me. It's scarier. Me too. That movie's scarier to me than any Nightmare on Elm Street, anything like that. Because that is that's real everyday shit going on. Oh yeah, well, there's see, a huge problem mental health. In, oh, absolutely. In the United and it's, States. it's just getting it, it for it's getting the most worse. Part, yeah, it's getting worse. And there's no there's no end in sight. And there's and nothing. There's no, fixing and there's no this. funding from the states yeah. for the hospitals anymore. Yeah. You got a lot of. You got a lot of those people with mental illnesses that's out on the streets. You know, yeah, they, they shut the one themselves. here in town down. Yeah, it's been closed down for God, maybe seven, eight years now. Yeah. So yeah, but um, but that movie in itself, I mean, the Joker movie, it's uh, it, it, it's wild, man. It's uh, 
it really is a perfect depiction of mental. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. If you hadn't seen it, go watch it. And if you didn't like it, look at it at a different view. I think people went into it thought it was going to be a Batman movie. You yeah, I mean? think so too. Yeah. So that thing, maybe that was their disappointment. I'm but if, yeah, I think if you so go too. into it looking at it as a as an overall uh, de, you know depiction on mental illness and mental health, uh, man, it's really yeah. fucking scary. It is. It is. I can't wait for the second one to come out, and I hope they don't ruin it and make a Batman movie out of it. Oh, I kind of want them to yeah. kind of stay with that dark uh, dark side of 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 what is you know mental illness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been. Uh, listen to a lot of podcasts lately about like serial killers and stuff yeah. like that i don't know how i got into that oh we just started watching the night stalker on netflix we watched episode one of richard ramirez and he done shit that i didn't even know he did like yeah. in the beginning like i had no idea he abducted children and molested them and then just uh dumped them off in a park somewhere he never killed them he never killed wow. the kids but he would kill he killed everybody else and he was a thrill killer like he he made sure that they was looking at him before yep. he murdered them, because that's what he got off on. Yeah. The fear and the terror in their eyes. What, so the one man, we're story just one episode in, so I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready to binge watch the whole thing. The one thing I, I read about him was, and I didn't know this story, apparently he broke into a house to kill the wife, not realizing the husband was there. He shot both of them in the head. Yep. They lived and chased his ass out of their home. Oh, I didn't hear that story. Dude, how crazy is that shit? That's pretty wild. Get shot in the head. Well, there in this first episode, they talk about he goes in. He's you know he tracks this one lady down from a from a mall or a, a shopping area. And he goes in the house and uh, she's hiding behind a counter. And he waits for her to put her hands on the counter and look up over the counter, and then he shoots her right in the forehead. So as he's starting to leave, her roommate comes home and notices the garage doors open, and she's coming in, and he sticks the gun up right in her face, about to shoot her in the face, and she throws her hands up. Well, she's got her keys in her hands, and he's using a twenty two. It's what he used to shoot people with. So he shoots, and the bullet, the woman hits the ground. Uh, I guess the initial shock of yeah. somebody just fired a gun in her face. Uh, but the bullet actually hit, uh, hit the keys and deflected off and didn't shoot her. And so she goes around to the front door to hide, uh, thinking that he's going to leave out of the garage area. And uh, she looks in, and I think she can see her roommate's dead. She's laying in the kitchen floor dead. And this fucker comes out the front door. He don't go out the back door like she thinks. And so he opens the door, and she's standing there, and it startles him because he thinks that she's dead in the garage, and she's standing there alive looking at him. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? You already shot me once, you know? What are you going to do? And she said he just looks at her and smiles at her with those nasty, gangly-ass teeth. And don't run away from the scene. He just walks away calmly. Like, you know, it's your lucky day. Gee. You know, so. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to get into the whole serial killer thing. Uh, we're going to do several episodes. On, oh, okay. And, I, and, and if you want to come sit in on some of those. Sure, absolutely. We can do that because that's one of my, one of my um, I hate to say it's one of my favorite things to talk about. But it's I do, my I do like things to read. I do, I do like to, I do like to talk about it because for me, it's hard for me to understand the disconnect yes. where, where they got unplugged to treat people like objects. Oh, absolutely. And not, you know, that's all they were to them, you know. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, I, you watch? Do you have Netflix? I don't. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I got you. Well, read up on Richard Ramirez, and we'll try to do something on him. Absolutely, so, <clears throat> sure. I've, uh, I'm reading a book right now called The Man from the Train. Yeah, uh, and it was written by a famous baseball writer and okay. his daughter. And um, it's basically about these uh, axe murders that happened around the turn of the century in the Midwest. Yeah. 
Well, they take them, and the more stuff they start digging up on that, and they start researching, they find out that there is some in Texas. There's been some out west. And then there was a major murder. Who was, it still remains one of Germany's uh, biggest unknown crimes was the murders of Hinterkaifeck. Okay. Now, they have tracked it down, and they, say, they think the same guy committed all of these axe murders in the United States and committed Hinterkaifeck in Germany. And he very could very could easily have. I mean, I yeah. think even go back to Richard Ramirez, they, they were looking for three different people. Yeah. They were looking for somebody that abducted children. They were looking for someone that raped women. Yeah. And they were looking for a guy that murdered people. Yeah. It was the same guy. Yeah. The detective brought it to their attention. He said, I think this is the same guy. And they, they chastised and ridiculed him because he was a young cop. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, nobody, nobody would put it all together. This guy believed in his heart. It's the same people, yeah. our same person. And uh, what actually led to that was they got a footprint from where he just went in and shot people and killed them. There's a footprint from an abduction. And then there was a footprint of a 16-year-old girl that he had beat to death. I almost mm. beat to death. She survived. He beat her with a tire iron. Jeez. Uh, but he uh, he had a footprint, a bloody fr- a footprint on a comforter. And it was the same shoe. And it was all locations. And it's oh, so wow. spread out. So they Man. knew this was their guy. This is, this is like wrapping up the end of the first episode. So... It's not Stalker on Netflix if you guys haven't seen it yet. So we're gonna, I'm gonna keep digging into it. So yeah, it's a so even more evil than that. And this is one of the most terrifying things to me to find out was uh, I I was listening to a thing about the Hillside Strangler. Yeah, that was two people. Yeah, they were cousins. Yes, they were doing it together. How do you? How much evil is there in the world if two guys are related and they're both capable of this bloodthirsty shit they you, were doing? You got to wonder what happened to them when they were little. Well, apparently it was pretty bad, yeah. especially the one. Yeah. I mean, there's there's something that happens to disconnect. There's there's some yeah. event that happens that disconnects the child. Uh, and, and But then you got other, you know, like there's other cases where they had a normal childhood. I mean, yeah. you know, Jeffrey Dahmer supposed to have had a, a normal childhood. And two yeah. parents that loved him that were married. Something yeah. happened somewhere yeah, it's somewhere somewhat. along the way. You just don't yeah. wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm going to fucking eat somebody. What's crazy is that, that one dude, dude almost wonder, got away. I wonder what that dude tastes like. You know, you just, <laughs> yeah. you just don't wake up and do that. Yeah. So. That one dude almost got away, got out of the house. He had a major head injury. Yeah, yeah. Gets Gave him a, a lobotomy, yeah. uh, cut a hole in his head, was dumping Drano in his in his skull. I mean, what He makes hell? it to a hotel, though. Yeah. And couldn't tell the guys what was happening. And Dahmer just comes up. He's, ah, oh, this is my friend. He's messed up. Sorry, I got to yeah. get him back home. That's, that's it. I got him. Dude was done, so <laughs> It's like uh, the potatoes will be done in 30 minutes, and I got to get this guy back to the house. So, <laughs> y'all, just... you guys hungry? <laughs> so, but no, uh, you know, and I, I hate to make light of it, but it's, uh, I mean, shit, you got to laugh about some of it. Or if you don't, it'll drive you crazy. That's right. So. Yeah, that's most evil things in this world, yeah. I think. That's what a comedian's job is. Yeah, for real. Well, man, I, I love talking to you today, and uh, I want to do it yes, again. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, so let's get together gonna, on some stuff. And, I'm going to uh, actually sit down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually have some things written out, that uh, some some stories from some stand-up. Too yeah, please do, man, because I, I love those stories. So we're just going to bat it back and forth. And, uh, yeah, but uh, let's, let's do it again. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe we can get you in here next week if sure. uh, your overlord, uh, <laughs> your overlord of um, employment would allow it. So Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, man. And I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Awesome, man. Everybody take care.
stop the ground. Like a million elephants, a silverback, a rank tank, you can't stop.